miracle working power of the Lord. I want to make some announcements before we get back into the Word of God today. And uh, tonight we're having a special service and a party afterwards for our graduates. And um, we're so thankful uh, for their accomplishments and uh, what uh, they have been able to do. And Brother uh, Wesley Jackson will be here preaching for us tonight and looking forward to a great time and a, a great time in the Lord, a great move of the Holy Ghost. And uh, so remember that tonight. And uh, if you have not signed up on the sign-up sheet on the welcoming desk to bring something, uh, please do so immediately after church. And uh, after service, we'll be going to the gym and celebrating with them. Proud of our graduates. And uh, they worked hard and uh, to achieve, and they have succeeded and uh, so we are, are celebrating their accomplishments. And I uh, want to uh, say that we had a great time Thursday night with the young marriage. And uh, I still fit in that group because of my wife. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you, you, you know I was talking in Sunday school about how that God tests you with those things. <laughs> uh, no, I am thankful, thankful for my wife, and I am thankful every time that I look in the mirror that she doesn't look quite as old as I do. And see, she rests better at night than I do. And um, so, um, and maybe living with me is easier than living with her. Now, uh, of course, she's probably listening to that on on the internet, but anyway, uh, God has blessed me, and um, I'm thankful for the blessings of God. So uh, we had a great time, and uh, then Mother's Day uh, with Brother Mark's here, and uh, was such a wonderful time in the Lord, uh, Sunday morning and Sunday night, and uh, a word from God strengthened us and encouraged us, and uh, I'm thankful for that, and uh thankful for all of the ones who got busy and invited your children to come and be in the house of the Lord. I think that I am paid up. Uh, I've checked my list, and I think I've got everyone taken care of. If not, if you would remind me after church, I'd be glad to uh, take care of you. And uh, this was my desire to uh, buy all of the mothers, all of the guest mothers that came. I wanted to buy their meal. And uh, then those mothers, and uh, no, it wasn't even mothers, but those who brought a guest that was a mother to church and uh, to buy their meal. So uh, I think that I'm caught up. If not, if you'll see me after church, I'd be glad to do that. And then um, Wednesday night, we are thankful for Brother Lambeth, the Word of God, and... Uh, I must say that Brother Lambeth is quite lengthy, but the presence of the Lord was so strong, the glory and the power of God was so, so precious in the house of the Lord, that, that when you're in the presence of God, what's time matter anyway? And uh, we had a wonderful time here Wednesday night. It was not just Wednesday night Bible study, but God had a message for us in the presence of the Lord, and we're so thankful 
for that. Also, on the note of Brother Lambeth, uh, you know that we have built the church. The church is completed um, that we built in honor of Brother and Sister Duplessis over there. And uh, I was discussing some different things with him. And normally in their churches that they build, in the back of the church they have a, a uh, little living quarters that is for the pastor and his family. And I asked him, I said, is there any place uh, for the pastor to live uh, at that church? And he said, well, he's living on location, but he's living in an old uh, shed slash barn junk storage room. Um, that was left on the property when they bought the property to build the church. He said, when I say it's bad, it's, it's very, very bad. And said, we're in the process of trying to build a little home there for them uh, at the back of the church. And uh, so I talked to him about prices and what that could be uh, done for. So I told him that we as a church would take on that project too. And uh, they could build a, a two-bedroom, uh, little living quarters and a house, uh, a kitchen area for them for, I think it was for $10,000. And so I told him that we'd be glad to do that. So we'll be doing that. Um, so they should have that. I told him, go ahead and get that in the bacon and we'll send the money to them. And um, wouldn't you like to be able to do that? You can't even buy a storage building here for that hardly. And uh, so we want to help, and I appreciate you giving to missions. And um, I was over in the Philippines just a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I tell you, when I say that we are a blessed people, we are amazingly blessed and favored by God. And um, I want to do everything that I can to further this gospel into nations uh, across this world and uh, see people filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for catching on to that vision and giving to missions, and I am thankful for that. And so I will have more on my, my trip. I'm trying to get some things together. Just yesterday I got, I got some pictures together and went and sat down with Brother Mac Daniel and went over some pictures and some things that we've seen and... and and I made him very happy. And uh, it was a pleasure and an honor to be able to do that. Brother uh, <clears throat> Brother McDaniel went over, I believe, uh, 2002, I think it was. And 2001. And so uh, built a building, a headquarters church there. And I was able to preach in that church. And, uh, and I was able to stay in the living quarters that they built there. And done such a wonderful job. I told him, I said, now, Brother McDaniel, I don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but I believe you've done a better job on that building over in the Philippines than anything you built in America. And uh, he done a great job. And uh, I, I was telling Brother White, I said, now, now Brother McDaniel, is, he was always known for just, just he was going to cut some corners there and, and uh, make things more reasonable and affordable. I said, but it looked like he pulled out all the stops in the Philippines. And uh, the building is so nice and so wonderful. And the work of God is continuing on there. And uh, we are thankful for that. And I was glad to be able to go over there and be a part of that. And uh, we have bought some property over there uh, joining the church. 
and uh, some things that they needed and uh, helped build some churches over there. And we're glad for that. There'll be more on that. I'm trying to get things together and I want to show you some pictures and things of that trip. So I have more on that to come. I want you um, sometime either this morning when you're dismissed or uh, when you come into church tonight, I'd like you to stop by and uh, look in the Sunday school classrooms, look at the decorations of our Sunday school teachers. And uh, like the old saying is, if you can read, you ought to think a teacher. Amen. And all the teachers ought to say amen. And um, we ought to take time, uh, all of us, uh, a lot of us went to Sunday school, but a lot of us have children that goes to Sunday school to thank a Sunday school teacher and uh, that they give of their Sunday morning and then of their time through the week decorating and working uh, in the Sunday school department, and we thank them for that. So stop by and look at those classrooms, the decorations. I was just walking down the hall this morning. I always turn on the air condition and open the door, and I said, man, that's, that's pretty neat. That's pretty. They put in a lot of time, a lot of effort to make things enjoyable for our children. So why don't we just give our Sunday school teachers a good hand? <clears throat> Amen. Amen. I, I, um, <clears throat> I want to uh, talk to us uh, for a few minutes uh, this morning. I feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart. Uh, when, I, when I say a sermon, I don't know that I have a sermon today. But I, I do feel like that I have a message. And uh, I feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart. Uh, for us today, and you can see that summertime has struck. You don't even have to go outside to feel it. You can see it on the inside. People is here and there and on vacation, and uh, God has blessed us, and I'm glad He has done that, that we can go on vacation. I'm not going to complain too much because at the end of the year, I plan on going on vacation too, so I'm going to be kind of quiet about that. But uh, I enjoy getting away also, just as you do. But but the Lord, the Lord loves, He loves to fix things. God, God really, He really enjoys fixing things. He really enjoys, I think that God enjoys working on things. You ever seen anybody that, that just enjoyed working? There is a, there's a man in the church there uh, in Stuttgart and uh, <clears throat> Brother Harold Hall. And um, been in the church all my life, and uh, I kind of grew up around them and in and out of their house all the time. He was known as a workaholic. Now, Brother Harold, he didn't he didn't uh, hunt and he didn't fish, and so all of us that do, does that knows that that takes up a lot of time. And and uh, we won't tell the women folks, y'all hold your ears, but it takes up a lot of money also, and so. Uh, he didn't do that, and for him, his hobby was he liked to work. And uh, when he got financially able, he he liked to uh, build a house, and and uh, he would build houses, and and um, and and he would just do it all himself. He'd do he'd do the the framework, he'd do the roofing, he'd do the painting, he'd do the sheetrock work, he'd do the floors. 
And uh, it took him a long, long time, but that was just his hobby. And I always thought, I said, man, if I was you, I'd find something better to do with my time than when I quit working, work some more. And uh, But that was just him. And, and uh, he built big houses. And, and uh, I think, uh, I can't remember... But he built one in, in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and, and, uh, took him a long time to build it. But it was so big. Now this, this is, I can't remember the square footage, but it was so big that it had a 20 by 40 swimming pool inside the house. And for, I can remember for years that he would work and he would tinker with that house and he had, and, uh, he had build on that house and he had, do this and he'd do that and uh, and uh, for years I can't remember but it seemed like uh, I was young so years went by a lot slower than they do now uh, a year is I think about a quarter of the time that it used to be um, but but I can remember him doing that and then uh, he sold that house and then he started building one in Stuttgart there and and uh, <clears throat> that house is somewhere around 16,000 square feet. And uh, he just tinkered with it. So that might be what you can do if you didn't spend all your money on hunting and fishing. But but he would just tinker with that. For years he, he worked on that thing. And, and uh, even some of you are there, uh, was replacing the roof on the house. Now he's up in years. He's retired and uh, he owns a roofing company. That's that's what he did for a living, a commercial roofing company. And and instead of getting his laborers over there to replace the roof on his house, he'd get up there and do it himself. And uh, climb up on the roof in the middle of the hot t- summertime and and nail on shingles and tear off shingles and nail on shingles. I said, man. Why don't you get older? You don't need to be climbing up on that roof. Why don't you get your men over here and just have them to do it? Well, I enjoy that. That's what I like doing. When I think about God, that God, He He enjoys working with people. Can I get a witness? How many has He been working on in this house? He enjoys, He enjoys taking time. With people, he enjoys. Now, now, lots of times, uh, you know, you you hear about people person. They're they're a real people person. They they really like to help. They really like to get in. They they really like to get involved. And and you have those in the church that no matter what you're doing, they're all up in the middle of what you're doing. They're involved in whatever's going on. If you're cooking, they want to cook. If you're cleaning, they want to clean. If you're praying, they want to pray. If you're worshiping, they want to worship. They're just involved in the church. Some people are like that. Some people, unfortunately, are not like that. But there comes a time in all of our lives to where, to where we really, we really hit the wall, so to speak. And uh, there is times where we say, man, I've done all I can do with those people. I've tried to help them as much as I can. I've tried to do as much as I can. I've tried everything that I know. How many has ever said that? I've tried everything that I know how to do, and it still is not working. It's still, uh, there is no, there is no progress. There's no change. There's no, 
it, it don't look like there's any desire for them to do better. And I, I'm a firm believer that, that God likes to help some people that help themselves. Can I get a witness? And, and, uh, that, that some people need to learn how to, to get up out of the rut and start working and start trying to provide and trying to do something on their own. And so we as people would get frustrated and get to the place where it seems like I, I, I'm at the end of my road. I don't know what else to do. I don't know where else to turn. How many has teenagers? I can't get them up in the morning. I can't get them to clean their room. I can't get them to wash the dishes. I can't get them to do anything but run the roads. They always want to go somewhere and do something for someone else besides for me. Can I get a witness? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But, but, but that, that is a way that we are with people. But when I think about God, God is so patient. God is so full of grace and so full of mercy to where that when we mess up and when we make a, a terrible mess of things and when we, when we just seem sometimes just to self-destruct that God pulls us up and we self-destruct and God pulls us out and we start self-destructing again. God loves us so much because God likes to work with things. Can I tell you today that you are God's prize creation. You are not, you're not just another animal. You didn't come from the animals. Contrary to some people's thinking that we did not evolve from uh, the ape and we didn't we didn't uh, uh, just a big glob wash up on the bank somewhere of the ocean and start growing a tail and legs and flopping around on the sandbar. No, that's not what we are. But God, at the end, he looked down in the dirt and he formed man in his own image. And God looked at that image and God breathed unto that image the breath of life. And man became a living soul. That is the reason why it is so very important to us that we would make our calling and election sure because we will spend eternity somewhere. Amen. That we are forever going to live that this soul has the breath of God breathe into it this this body will die this body will decay but your spirit your soul is going to spend eternity somewhere and there's only two places to go there is no other alternative you either go to heaven or you either go to hell that is the reason why that God is so patient that God takes so much time, that God works so diligently in our life, trying to guide us, trying to direct us, uh, trying to help us, uh, trying to fix our mess in our life, and trying to put the pieces back together again. God loves you, and God cares about you, and God is concerned about where you're at and what you're going through 
and what you're facing at this particular time in your life. And God cares so much about you that He's brought you to the house of the Lord today to offer you the help of God's helping hand. And God says, let me take your life. Let me work in your life. Let me let me fix your problems. Let me help you out of your situations. Let me help you out of your distresses. God loves to fix things. We find that Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden. But God gave them hope and gave them a way out. We find that Lot made a terrible mistake as he went and he cast his tent toward Sodom. But God gave him a way out. God gave him a plan. God gave him hope. God gave him direction. God sent angels to Lot to pull him and his family out of Sodom and take them to the mountains that God had called them to go to. Amen. We find that in the flood, the Bible says that God looked down in men's hearts and minds, their spirits, their attitudes, their thought, their thinking process was on evil continually. Amen. And God said, I will destroy the earth. But with that, God looked at Noah and He said, I'm going to give people a way out. Because God loves people. God loves people. God loves people. God loves people. Amen. So he gave them a plan. Noah, you've got to build an ark. Amen. Noah, you've got to build a boat to the saving of yourself and to your family and anyone else that would like to come on board. We find that Samson made some terrible choices. Samson made some terrible mistakes. But God in the end, He loves people so much that God gave him a way out. And He heard his prayer. And He avenged him of his adversaries. We find that the prodigal son in the New Testament in Luke chapter 15, made a terrible decision. The Bible said that he went and told his father, said, give me my inheritance. Now I want what belongs to me. And so he went into a strange country. The Bible says in 15, Luke 15 and 13, and there wasted his substance on riotous living. He had a good time, as the world would call a good time. But there was something always about God that was reaching for 
the prodigal. Even though he was a runaway. Even though he brought it on himself. Even though he made the decision himself to walk away from his father's house. There was something about God that kept reaching, that kept looking, that kept searching. And saying, when you don't have any other place to go, I've got help. I've got hope. I've got strength. I come to tell somebody today, God has sent me to give you a message that God knows where you're at. And God knows what you're going through. And God knows the trouble that you see. But God has help. And God has hope. And God has strength. And God has peace. And God has love. And God has deliverance for you today. There's no drug addiction that God cannot break. There's no alcoholism that God cannot set you free. There's no addiction that God does not have the the power to fix. And let me tell you the great thing about it is that God loves to fix things. Amen. God loves to work on things. God loves His creation. God loves you so much. Amen. That when man had fallen, God didn't leave them in a fallen state, but He had a plan. He said, I'm going to go to Calvary. I'm going to sacrifice a sinless, a spotless lamb where people can be set free. The love of God is so great. The love of God is so strong. The love of God is so powerful today that you do not have to leave this house the same way that you come in. I may not know what you're facing today. I may not know the questions in your mind and in your heart and in your spirit. But can I tell you there is a God that knows where you were last night. He knows the sleepless nights that you have spent. He knows every prayer that you've ever prayed. He knows every thought that's ever went across your mind. He knows the process that has been going on in your life. Amen. And He says, I love you. I want to help you. I want to fix your problem. I want to fix your distresses. I want to pick you up from where you're at. I want to pick you up out of the world of sin. I've called you to a higher place. I've called you to a deeper walk with God. I've got something that will help you. I've got something that will deliver you. I've got something that will set you free. Does God love me? I've had people to ask me that question that was so far and deep in sin. Says, after what I have done, the mistakes 
that I have made. Preacher, do you think that God still loves me? My answer to them is I don't care if you got needle marks in your arms. I don't care if your nose has been burned up by cocaine. Your liver has been rotted by alcohol. Your lungs have been ate up by cigarettes. Your life has been destroyed by reckless marriages. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, and who you did it with. There is something about men and women that God loves to put His hands on. And He loves just to take a bad situation and make something good out of that bad situation. And he says, if you'll let me today, I'm here to help you. I'm here to strengthen you. I went to Calvary. I stretched my arms wide. I allowed them to nail the nails in my hands. There was a lot said a few years ago about a movie called The Passion of the Christ. They said it was thrown off on the Jews. And then they said it was thrown off on the Romans because it, it betrays them as the ones who killed Jesus. But can I tell you, they didn't kill Him. It was a love for humanity. The Jews didn't have the power. The Sanhedrin couldn't do it. The Roman Empire wasn't strong enough. Pilate couldn't sentence him to death. But I tell you what sentenced him to death. It was you and I that are sitting in this building today. Amen. Years, thousands of years later, he said, go ahead. That nails for First Pentecostal Church. That nails for them today. That nails for that one. That drop of blood is shed where he can cleanse you. You don't have to walk out guilty. You don't have to walk out depressed. You don't have to walk out feeling alone. You don't have to walk out in despair. But you can walk out with the presence of God. You can walk out with the glory of God. You can walk out with the Spirit of God. You can walk out clean. You can walk out free. You can walk out changed by the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's all stand this morning. If you would, everybody, lift your hands. Let's reach out to God. Church, would you help me pray right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody reach out to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's coming to this house today to help somebody. God's come into this house today to offer hope to someone. God's come into this house today to bring deliverance to your home, to your house. You don't have to leave like you came. Oh, it's not by accident. It's not by chance that you've staggered into the house of God today. But God has allowed you to be here where He could tell you one more time, I love you. I love you. I want to fix you. I want to get my hand in your life. I want to do a work in your life. I want you to be a work of art for my glory. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. One more time, church. Help me pray right now. If you don't know God in the power of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want you to come out from where you're standing or where you're sitting. I want you to just make your way down to this front. You say, well, everybody's going to look at me. Oh, who cares what the devil says? Who cares what the devil thinks? Who cares who's looking? Who cares who's talking? But can I tell you, on the contrary, there's a church here that's ready to help you, that's ready to pray for you, that's ready to help you get what you need from God. All you've got to do today is step out and say, Here I am, God. My life is a wreck. I am a mess inside. I've done all kinds of things, God, and I put it out before you. I give it to you, God. You work on me. God, you change me. And can I tell you, there is a God that loves you. That says here, I'm going to come down. And I'm going to fix your problem. I'm going to fix your trouble. I'm going to fix your marriage. I'm going to fix your job. I'm going to fix your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray with me one more time. I want to invite you today. Would you come? Would you come? If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost, let me introduce you to Him. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, it says, What shall we do? And the Bible says that Peter said, You must repent, be baptized, Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter took the keys of the kingdom of heaven and opened up the New Testament plan of salvation to where we don't have to be bound any longer. We don't have to go with our head hung down any longer. But I want to tell you there's nothing like the feeling of being forgiven. There's nothing like the feeling of your sins washed away. There's nothing like the feeling of when God comes into your life. He's still working on us today. Hallelujah. As a church, as we gather around this front right now, would you come with the church today? God sent me with the message to try to help you, to try to encourage you. The devil will lie to you. The devil will destroy you. The devil will make a fool out of you. But God is here to help you. God is here to strengthen you. God is here to uphold you. God is here to let you know I love you, man. I love you. You are my prize creation. You are the very best of the best. You're better than anything else. You are the prize. I've got something for you. I've got help for you. I've got strength for you. I've got hope for you. I've got deliverance for you. It's in the house. Oh, 
Hallelujah. So you came and changed yes, my life. Yes, God. You thought I was worth keeping. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your so mercy. Why don't everybody in this house just thank God for His mercy today? Thank God for His grace today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice, church. Lift up your voice, church. Lift up your voice today, church. Hallelujah. 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 So I could be free. So I could be whole. So I could tell everyone I know. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life, so I could be free, so I could be whole, so I could tell everyone I know. You thought I was worth saving, so you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. Oh, Holy Ghost, so you come on, let's all sing it from my heart right now. So Everybody, free, sing so it from your heart home, right now. So I could tell oh, hallelujah! Don't you thank God that He thought you were worth so saving today? That He's given you this opportunity to be in His house, to worship Him. Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Lift up your voice unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your mercy, God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And I will praise you forever and ever. Because I am free, because I am whole, I will tell everyone I know. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping, so you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for, so you sacrificed your life, so I could be free, so I could be whole. I could tell everyone I know you thought I was worth saving, so you. 
changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I could be free. So I could be whole. So I could tell everyone I today. God, we thank You for Your mercy. Thank You for Your grace. Thank You for Your long-suffering, God. Thank You for Your help. Come on, church. We owe Him more praise than that. Come on, somebody lift up your voice right now. Oh, how many is glad that you've been set free from sin? How many is glad that you've been set free from sin? How many is thankful that it feels so good to be free today? Oh, why don't somebody praise Him for freedom right now? Somebody give Him glory for freedom right now. Somebody praise Him because He picked you up out of a world of sin. That He gave you an opportunity to know Him in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. I'm so thankful that God didn't give up on me. I'm so thankful that when I do something stupid, God still loves me. I'm glad that God gives me an opportunity to come back to an altar of repentance. Amen. Amen. We all sometimes think that the altar is the only thing good. For the only thing good about the altars, it gives sinners a place to go. But we as children of God need an altar. 
Amen. Abraham had an altar. He continued to build altars. He was a friend of God. If you want a friend of God, you've got to come to the altar. If you want to be a friend of God, you've got to come to the altar. Thank God for His mercy. I'm thankful that God loves me. He loves me in spite of myself at times. And I'm so thankful for it. We're so glad for all of our visitors that are here. Why don't the church folks give our visitors a good hand? Amen. Thank you.